Welcome to Jungle Land, the leading Idaho State University sports podcast. I'm McLean Westbrook. I'm joined with Franklin Spicer. What's up? Brendan Muse. Howdy. And none other than Idaho State's offensive lineman, Mike Davis. Happy to be here. Uh, well, the, the, the idea, I wanted to bring Mike back in because we talked to him at the beginning of the season. So I thought, what, what better way to kind of cap off the football season? Franklin and I, we did kind of our wrap-up of the, of the season last week. But I thought, what better way to sort of cap off the year going into Christmas, into the semester, um, with, with none other than Mike Davis, have him back on and give, a, give us a little bit more perspective on, on this last year of Idaho State football. <laughs> well, it was, it was my favorite season to date. I mean, I've been here for a long time. And I've had I've had some success really early and not recently. But the three games that we did win, I know were huge for us and for my self confidence. You know, going out of now into the real world, I feel like I left my spot in a better place. And I know a lot of the guys on the team that also left left theirs in a better place too. So yeah, so we we can talk a bit more about football in a second. But yeah, you talk about going into the real world because. Mm-hmm. You're you done with football at the moment, or? Yeah, it's not for the moment. It's we're we're done with uh, <laughs> playing football for sure. There's not going to be any training camps or invites or anything. The like uh, that. the USFL or the XFL is not on the. No, I don't think so. I gave up a little too many sacks for that to be a, <laughs> a possibility. Well, maybe the uh, the arena leagues might. But <laughs> that's uh that's cool. So what's it what's it like? I, I mentioned as we were starting this, I, I told you I was kind of curious as the perspective of like an athlete. Now that you're you're done with the sport, you're you're done playing with the sport. What are you doing now? Well, right now, um, I've been waking up probably around 10 a.m. on average, instead of uh, 6 a.m., which is kind of nice. It is finals week, so I have to. I should wake up a little earlier yeah, to get yeah. stuff going. But um, no, my dog's in heat right now, which is even better. So <laughs> I, I do have to, you know, wake up and change her diaper and let her outside, <laughs> and, you know, make sure she's clean. But um. No, the overall experience is nice. I, I my body doesn't hurt anymore, and I'm a little bit more happy, and not, I'm l- way less stressed, <laughs> which is the biggest thing. But yeah, it's it's been fun. A little bit less intensive workouts, I take it. Uh, zero workouts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are you uh, you're finishing up classes this semester? You're gonna are you still in school next semester, or are you wrapping up? Yeah, so I'll be. I'm in a master's program right now that won't end until December of next year. Oh, really? So you'll yeah. be around. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah, be able to hang out with my friends. Will you be uh, wanting to search for, like, a GA position on the football team? Uh, yeah, I, I think it'd be pretty cool. I, um, I really like our staff, and I've kind of talked to Coach Hawkins and Coach Pitt a little bit about it, and I think it'd be cool for me to be around a little bit more in the summer and the the next fall and stuff like that. I'll give myself a spring off so that, <laughs> I, you know, when I do have to help coach, I'm not – hopefully buddy-buddy with people as much as yeah, yeah. it would be. But, yeah, I think that would be a cool opportunity. Yeah, you talked about stepping into kind of a leadership position. The last time you were on the show, you talked about kind of stepping into a leadership position as a player since you were one of the older, yeah. oldest guys on the team. Not oldest. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Dave, I think, just turned 25. So I stand corrected. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that would be even more interesting going from a player into a coach. And so I wonder – like you kind of alluded to what the separation there is between coach and then players that you might have played with or you yeah. might still know. I mean, it's kind of a gray area, especially being as old as some of the guys were. Is like some of our coaches were not old at all. And so mm-hmm. it was like, like there was definitely, like we still had respect for them in the sense that like we will treat them with respect and whatever they say goes. 
but like it was also a little easier to talk to him. Yeah, because like Coach Hawkins is like not he's old. not old, no. <laughs> so, but he has three kids, so he's super mature. But at the same time, you can still talk to him like he's you know a, a peer rather than like uh, Mr. Hawkins. Um, is there <laughs> is there any way that I could talk to you for a second? He can just walk into his office and say, "Hey, Coach, I need." ask you about something so yeah and that was one of the cool things from a student and from kind of the the journalist quote-unquote perspective of like doing this podcast and stuff is that he was super down to like help out with the student mm -hmm. section in whatever way or help out with this podcast or he's very personable too yeah. like you can talk to him he went and played uh he beat us pretty badly in flag football <laughs> uh the week before the Idaho game. I don't know if he told the team about that, but it was uh, it was rough. I mean, he didn't really have to tell us because he was walking a little rough for the ah. next couple of days. Apparently, he had a couple of hamstring injuries from that game. But, <laughs> hey, that just shows you he leaves it all out on the field, man. You know, he, he's, for the, he's for the boys. He he's sure does. That game was ugly. It, it was, was ugly. It was, it was you guys got dusted. You guys got said. dusted by a bunch of, like, fat 50-year-old men. It was bad. <laughs> Not Cody Hawkins, though. He's great. 50-year-old men and women, for the record. Um, but, yeah, he, uh, he was slinging the ball. He also oh, yeah. peeled off, like, a 60- or 70-yard run. Oh, yeah. He would have made it, except, like, Daniel Jones-style <laughs> tripped while he was, he was going oh, no. down. So that might be where the hammy came from. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was on the field, and he was running, and I was like, nah, someone's going to get him. I mean, I, I don't want to make that effort. And <laughs> Hobie just keeps on going past, so I'm yeah. just like, I got to go there, I guess. Next year, we're thinking of bringing in some, like, Hunter Hayes, Jordan Cook, oh, a couple yeah. of student-athletes to, to play the flag football game yeah. for the students. I mean, if I would have been in any healthy manner, I probably would have given it my best shot. But That was the wildest part, is that we didn't think to reach out to student-athletes until afterwards. Because <laughs> well, we, we sought out Cody Hawkins, the former D1 world champion quarterback, right. and said, hey, you want to play flag football against us? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we were thinking there. You guys had a shot, man. We <laughs> you're always in it till you're not. Well, if if mm -hmm. he's sticking around here, then I think the uh, student versus faculty flag football game might be uncompetitive for a few years. <laughs> so watch out. I'm so either that or we got to start practicing or something. It was ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. It was a rough. It was rough. So uh, looking at at the season. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to belabor the point. I don't want to emphasize it any more than we have to. But season ends on that game up in Moscow. That was a rough one uh, from from a fan perspective. But I'm sure as a team, that was a that was a rough one to stomach. Yeah, it was. It's hard. It, it especially it's hard when you're when it's your last ever game. Yeah, you're at your rival stadium, and they they did a great job. I mean, they we. We executed, but at times we didn't, and they just, the whole game, they were solid. And mm -hmm. that's all I'll say about them because, you know, that's that's just who they are. But anyways, um, no, it, it was just rough because, you know, in the in the locker room afterwards, guys are giving hugs and saying how much they love them and how much they'll miss them and stuff like that. And and you, you see all the coaches and on their faces, it's the same, same emotion. Like they're devastated that some of us are leaving and they hate having to lose to Idaho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, and obviously Hawkins is from Idaho, Boise guy, so he knows. Oh yeah, <laughs> he knows. No, he's grown up with it just as much as the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I know. I mean, it, rough, rough to end a career on like any mm -hmm. game, really. But yeah, the the way that that played out in Moscow was not not great. But you said it was your like looking back, you said it was your favorite season of your career. Yeah, and uh, with only three wins. You were here um, back in 2018, mm -hmm. uh, where we had we went like six and five, and so you you've seen 
more successful seasons, what kind of made this year a little bit different for you? Um, apart from the, like in 2018, I was on like special teams and stuff mm -hmm. and they wanted to conserve my red shirt. And so I only played a little bit, but I was around some really cool guys and some of the best athletes I've ever met. But this year was really fun because I got to be in a leadership position and I got to kind of put forth an example for a lot of the guys. Like we had a true freshman starting at right tackle for most of the year. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty impressive for <laughs> a division one athlete, but, um, no, it was just the team camaraderie and the coaches made a huge difference on my experience. Like, I don't think I would have had near as much fun this year if there was still like the same people around from last year, mm -hmm. you know? So, and there was, there's some guys, like there's some of the coaches that are still here from uh, Coach Regal's tenure, like uh, Coach Alamalu and Coach Holiday, and yeah. they're great. And I mm -hmm. love them and I hope that they stay as long as they can. <laughs> but yeah, I, the experience was just so much better because of them. Yeah, I think um, I think we we saw that from a fan perspective. Even like the stuff posts on social media. Uh, if you asked Hawkins about any any of the team, he'd talk about coaches like Weber mm -hmm. or uh, Runda and the players too. Uh, when I when I talked to Calvin Pitcher, when I talked to some of the, some of the other guys, they didn't even like Hayes or they didn't even talk about Hawkins coming in. They talked about some of the assistant coaches oh, yeah. that were making a huge impact. And uh, I, I think there was just a lot different culturally mm -hmm. uh, a lot a big improvement culturally and you saw that in things like on halloween when all the coaches were <laughs> yeah. were dressed up in costumes and that post was on social media and, and my stuff. coach came down as batman that was that set the tone for I, the week he awesome. really <laughs> the, the weirdest part was that he really made it work I was, oh yeah i thought that was I, no, he should he should you know pursue a career after coaching <laughs> as a batman i was saying <laughs> I, I think he could rock the batman suit year round <laughs> Pocatello's protector, you know, Batman 365 days a year. Hey, he's, he's had the most history here for sure. Exactly. So some of the highlights on this season, probably I'd say it's the highlight of the season was the game against Eastern Washington. Highlight you had of the season. A, <laughs> highlight of the highlight of like the decade, I guess. <laughs> but until obviously we, we beat it in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. But you had that game against Eastern Washington, who was a quality opponent. Yeah, you go down forty-one fourteen in that game. There's a minute something left in the third quarter. That's the craziest part, just because there's been bigger comebacks. Oh yeah, but with sixteen minutes left, I don't know how that stacks up against some of the others. But what? Because I talked to Calvin Pitcher about that game, like right after it happened, the week afterwards. From your perspective, what was that kind of roller coaster like? Well, it was a nightmare for me. I gave up like two sacks early, and I was like. <laughs> Because they Eastern has a, a wide front, so they always had a wide rusher to the to the field, and I was to the field most of the day. <laughs> so I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I, like I can't. I, as well as I think I did at times, I could have been a lot better in that game. <laughs> but no, like, coming off to the sideline, especially early on, like obviously, coach always tells us, you know, expect to be in a dogfight, expect to win in the fourth quarter. And I'm just sitting there, like, man. I know we're in a dog fight, and I'm going to do my best, and I know we are too, but, you know, we're, we're going to need a miracle for this to happen. And, yeah, sure enough, it, it happened, and I was— A miracle. As soon as I realized that we still had a shot, you know, I think the whole team did too, and it was like, oh, my gosh, like we're going we're gonna to change something really quick. And we did, and it was—you know, Freddie had that huge catch mm -hmm. to get us a first down and right by the goal line. I was like, man, this is—it's going to happen. This yeah. is going to be the greatest day of our lives. I mean— I was at that game, and I mean, from a fan's perspective, it almost looked like 
nothing could go wrong for you guys. At least, it, and it may have been the same. Like you might have had that feeling. Oh yeah. On the fields where just absolutely nothing can go wrong. Everything's going right. So I don't know. It was an amazing game. I I just looking back on it, it was the craziest <laughs> game I've ever. Fourth and eleven, we were. We're talking to each other like I was like, he's gonna get it. Like, we're gonna get it. It's, it's gonna be straight yeah. to Freddie. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna happen. <laughs> get to this your guys. <laughs> Drop the one play to Fredrickson and it's exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. Um that was the game I was I wasn't there for that one because I had to drive to Utah. <laughs> but I was listening to the game on my way back on the radio mm-hmm. and talk about like stress, like uh living and dying with the Oh yeah. With the so yeah, when stuff like that fourth down came up, it was like, Yeah, we're gonna get this. It's, obviously, it's faded. We got the we got the miracle, so you did have um, that that stretch that that Eastern Washington game was in the middle of a, a stretch over the course of the season about a month there where the team went three and one mm-hmm. uh, with the only loss being in against Montana and Missoula a, a yeah. close game a really good game I was on the sidelines for that one it was just a, a good game to mm-hmm. watch just just ended up being short of uh, upsetting the Grizz at home. But you went three and one in that stretch before you faced what Hawkins said was the like the four hardest opponents on the schedule. Yeah. And so during that stretch, what do you think kind of worked? I mean, they were really tough. The you know Sac State had a very good offense, and their defense matched up well with our offense. Uh, Weber was they their first our first drive. They came out with five different. Um, fronts. So we saw three down, four down, three down with a rush. It was just wild. And then what worked in those situations was obviously throwing the ball and exploiting some running opportunities when they arose. But, you know, the biggest thing for us was just keeping our heads on Mm -hmm. straight. You know, if someone throws a pick or if defense gives up a a touchdown, you know, we we were through the mentality that after the Eastern game, we were always in it. (laughs) So even at Weber, we're like, oh, yeah, we, we can for sure come back. Yeah, and like, I think that was felt yeah. because that it, we ended up losing by like twelve in that mm-hmm. game, but it, there was definitely a feeling like we could have, like a few things, few more things go our way or, or execute yeah. here and there that could have changed. Yeah, I mean the from my from my point of view in the Weber game was I didn't do a fantastic job um, alerting pressures and picking up the guys that I should have picked up, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just on the rest of the offensive line. It was. Like, I do, if I'm in the field, I'm the one that should be saying, like, hey, by the way, there should be someone coming from out there. <laughs> and I was just so focused on the guy in front of me that I gave up a couple um, instances where the quarterback got in trouble. But, yeah, it was, we had the opportunities to come back, and we didn't. But next year, I think it'll be a lot different. Yeah. So you have a full year of offensive line under your belt mm-hmm. now to cap off the college career. How does it compare to tight end work? I mean, I was under the impression that it was going to be a lot easier in terms I wouldn't be super tired. <laughs> but being in the trenches is grueling. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. And I was a tight end. I used to joke with the O-line that, like, I'm just as a part of the trenches as they are because I was only in for blocking anyways. But I got, like, 30, 40 plays a game. Now I get 70 or 80. Yeah. And after the game, like, I can't do anything. Like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I get home. And as soon as I sit on my bed, I'm like, yeah, I think I could probably just go to bed. And my family's like, hey, you want to go get dinner? I was like, be cool if you could, you know, bring it to me. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it, it was a cool experience, and it was a lot more fun. And in, in terms of, I was in on every play. Mm-hmm. I got to be a part of like success if we had it, and failure if we did. And so it was. There was no like, man, if they would have put me in, you know, maybe we would like. No, I was in the whole game, and so yeah. some of the reasons that we lost were on me, and some of the reasons we won were because of all of us. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
So you talk about improving next year. How, how do you? Because you won't be playing, but you'll be right. you'll be around. You'll be paying attention oh, to yeah. the Bengals next year. What are you looking at the schedule? Uh, how are you liking the Bengals next year? What do you? If you, not not asking to make a prediction, right. but <laughs> the funny thing is, is I haven't even the only game I've looked at on the schedule for next year is the Oregon State game. Yeah, which <laughs> is you know that'll be a fun task at hand. But you know they're losing some players and. Yeah, I we, think they just got a new coach. Or yeah, we talked about that kind of last week. We touched yeah. on that because we were looking at the schedule. Oregon State's in kind of a weird spot with yeah. the Pac-12 and all that. Oh, yeah. And then Jonathan Smith mm-hmm. left, and so now they have new head coach Trent Bray in. So that'll be kind of interesting to yeah. to see how that plays out. I don't know if that gives us a better chance. I was going to say it's still a, pa- a Pac-12 team. <laughs> a Pac-2, you know? Yeah, you Pac-2 can... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it'll be. I think they'll do really well next year. They have a lot of returners, and you know we did lose a couple guys but there's always going to be more guys that are ready to come come in behind them and yeah it'll be i think it'll be a lot more successful yeah and one of the other things is that we we mentioned was that after the oregon state game our only other two outer conference games are both uh, fcs games against north dakota and southern utah former big mm-hmm. sky teams yeah and so respectable programs but you don't have to go up against like Utah State again or something no. like that. Yeah, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we we can. I mean, with a bit more, we can keep more competitive scheduling on conference games like that. Um, and then obviously the Big Sky is just a a meat grinder, so yeah, it's it not is. not easy to uh, succeed in the conference. But uh, if you put things together and uh, if the the team improves like they have, then mm-hmm. uh, I think good things are coming. Uh, do do you know if you have the inside scoop? Do you know any <laughs> any possible changes that we're looking at? Because um, I know Hawkins talked about uh, as as the offense improves or as the team improves and recruiting improves, mm-hmm. we can maybe like run the ball more yeah. than we throw it and and stuff like that. And maybe I don't know if they're sticking with the three three five next year if they're adjusting that at all. I I almost know nothing about our defense. <laughs> Really, like I don't even really know what the backers do. I usually I just focused on what the dealer was doing this year. <laughs> you got one job, exactly. Yeah, but um, no, I I think for next year, obviously, Coach Hawkins he he's talked about wanting to run the ball more mm-hmm. and having a full year of the offense under our belts. We'll now have some more experience and like the biggest thing with the running piece was we're throwing the ball so much and it's working. <laughs> you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But running the ball is very important, especially in the Big Sky. And I think now that the guys will have another year under Coach Weber, another year for to learn all the calls and you know how to change stuff around, then they'll probably run the ball a little bit more. But, yeah, you know th- the throwing Idaho Hoens, man. I mean, <laughs> how can you go away from it? It's awesome. <laughs> it's gonna sell some T-shirts. That's what I'm saying. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, and then another interesting thing is that we have the transfer portal, which has changed a lot of college football. But we just had like Chayden James. Uh, announced that he was entering the transfer portal and stuff, and I look at that as kind of a <coughs> double-edged sword almost, or, or or a two-sided coin, whatever the analogy is, yeah. because you have like a great player like Shaden that's entering the transfer portal, yeah. which is terrible to lose a talent like that, but it's also good to say, hey, Idaho State's producing yeah. talent that might be able to go elsewhere. My thing is, and oh man, it, I hope I don't offend anybody. <laughs> Easy. But, hey, you're right. not on the team anymore. You can say yeah. You can which say whatever is, which, you want. Which is almost worse because I'm like those guys on Facebook. You know, like, oh, you know, get rid of it. It's like no. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think <laughs> yeah. anyone's gonna hear this. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I am not a huge fan of the transfer portal in the sense that, like, when I came here mm-hmm. and Todd Payne came here, if you wanted to transfer, you had to 
essentially get like permission from your coach and they had to sign off on you leaving. Mm-hmm. And then you could, you could only like either go at the same level or drop down. You couldn't like go up or anything like that. It, there was some funky rules that I, I mean, I never wanted to transfer, so I didn't really look into them, but like Todd Payne came in in 2019 and had to sit out the whole year because he was like, they never, Montana state never signed off on him. And mm-hmm. so now you know, guys can literally leave, like, in the middle of the year if they want to. Like, if they think that they just don't want to be here anymore, then they can go. And, like, guys like Chaden and whoever else has transferred, like, that is a huge bummer because, mm-hmm. you know, he was the leading receiver for our team and in the, the conference. Yeah, he was one of the top in the country, too. Yeah, and, and I mean, he was in a great scheme where he had the opportunity to get a lot of catches. Now, if he goes, you know, somewhere else, maybe they do the same thing and maybe they don't. Like, he's a really fast, athletic, good route runner that has the ability to make plays for the team and himself. But I just, I like the idea of when you commit to a school, you're committed to the school. Mm-hmm. And when Chaden came in, he was committed to a different coaching staff. That's one thing. Yeah. But he comes in and now he's in an even better position than he was before. And so like when you're a, when you're a student athlete in that situation, it, it could be about money. Like, man, I just had a hundred catches. Maybe I can go somewhere and they know my name and I'll make money. Kind of like, like when, when X transferred. Yeah. Like a huge reason was Regla went to Arizona State and he went with him. And he has a, a ton of NIL opportunities. Mm-hmm. But like I think that NIL and the transfer portal have just kind of slowly started to decrease the, the whole value of NCAA football, which is getting an education, going, staying at that school. And like if you're not playing – and you think you're being treated unfairly and all that, then yeah, like you can probably go find a better opportunity. But mm-hmm. if you're a huge part of your team, like I, I, I wish Chaden and some of those guys the best of luck. Like I think that they have a great experience and that's what it's all about is having a good experience and getting a degree. But you do have some sort of obligation to stay here because it's this is your home. And you signed a letter of intent that said, I will play for Idaho State football. You didn't say I will play for Idaho State football until I get good and then I'll go somewhere else. Like that's not how it should work, but it's that's part of it now. Yeah, you're definitely not the only person I've heard saying that NIL, NIL and transfer portal has taken some of the, the, the heart, the, the tradition out of college football. But um, from, from like a non-student athlete perspective, I've always kind of tried to approach it with like, I don't know everything that goes into being yeah. a student athlete. And so like having to, having to take kind of opportunities as they come or like, that's not a decision I guess I'm in a, in a position to make. And so yeah. I, I kind of, like you said, wish the, wish the guys the best of luck. And it's a bummer bummer to lose him. But I also, I think Chaden James is a, a great player. Can't yeah. wait to see what he does wherever no, he's I at next he year. I hope he has a ton of success. I hope mm-hmm. that wherever he goes, he has as much success or more than he did here. I just wish we still had him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think that's part of it. But, yeah, that's certainly uh, one of the many things changing in the landscape of college football. And it's interesting because I, I think – at least, I mean, if you guys can can say something else, but I, I've always thought of like Idaho State football here, FCS, Big Sky. It feels a lot closer. It feels like a lot more tight knit mm. kind of community football. It's like, oh, I see the football players like go to class mm. with me and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, I'm not a fan of the NIL or transfer portal or whatnot, but I definitely feel that uh, FCS, Big Sky Conference, is a lot more personal, mm. you know, because. You got you got people from Oregon, you know, decommitting, hitting the transfer portal. Cam Ward, he's not at Wazoo anymore. He's going to like Ohio State now. You know yeah. that just jumping around. I just I like to see my players 
from freshman to senior year. And, you know, that's just, I want to see him develop on the team that I like watching and enjoy watching. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, that's a, that's the ideal. And I know it doesn't always work out that way for everybody, but... So, I mean, it's obviously great to see it. Mike Davis, you were here all, all yeah, six I've years, all seven years. How many? I've seen a lot. Six. Okay, I've seen sorry. a lot of people transfer. I've seen a lot of people stay that, like myself, like I should never have played. And <laughs> I ended up being a starter for a couple of years. And so, I, like, the problem that I have with it is a lot of the times, like, when guys come into Idaho State, it's like their last D1 chance. And they, they always wanted to play D1 football. And they get to Idaho State, and they're like, man, you know, I made it, but I still want to play somewhere bigger. And, like, if they have that in mind, that's fine. But I feel like that should be something that they tell the coaches and their teammates, for that matter. But, you know, when Idaho State becomes a stepping stone for bigger schools, that's when we're going to be like, we'll probably be very competitive, but we're never going to have long-term success because, you know, people are just using us to go to Boise State or, you know, Utah State or stuff like that, like, or Arizona State. So, you know, I, I just I hope that guys, when they commit, they have the idea in their mind that no matter how much money comes up or how many opportunities arise, they just stay here and stick it out. Yeah. And and for, I, for a 20-year-old, especially if they're, you know, what, 20, 19 to 23, and you get the opportunity to go to, like, I don't know, Boise State, Arizona State, mm-hmm. Oregon, something like that, and, you know, Hundred thousand dollars is flashed mm-hmm. in front of you. It's really, really hard to oh, say yeah. no. Yeah, like that is so hard to say no. Like that's kind of my it's thing. Life changing money. I don't blame anyone for right. transferring out necessarily, but I do think you should. You know, you got to think about those decisions and stuff, and like, what is the best fit for that? Um, so, a lot. <laughs> that that's a <laughs> complicated issue, of course. Uh, and I mean, I think transfer portal and nil it has mm-hmm. good with it because, like, it obviously you have. You have those opportunities for for student athletes, but again, it's it's, it's changing. It's new, so it's it's switching around. We have the new NCAA video game. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, did, exactly. it, did it come out? It's, it's coming, coming out, out next, next summer. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. I just. I'm, oh, that's. Sick. Hope. Uh, I'm praying Idaho State's on it. <laughs> I don't that's, think that they we got are. rid of Idaho State in like '07. You know, Man. make it come back, <laughs> or at the very least, give give the build a build a team. Uh, option there. Holterino, oh, yeah. please. Holterino <laughs> Hol should be in the video game for sure. Absolutely. Way better than the KB Dome. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's a, that's a great, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up, Franklin, because there was a lot of discussion over which, which school had the better dome. And Mike, you've played plenty of football in both the KB Dome and Holterino. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me your, your entirely unbiased, uh, completely uh, no, no favorites take on which dome is better? <laughs> the unbiased opinion would be that they're both awesome in their own respect. Um, Idaho State is designed to be very loud and hard to play in. The Kibbe Dome isn't designed that way, although it is hard to play there. Like you walk in and it's the roof seems way taller than in Holt Arena. I don't know if it actually is, but at the same time, you know, it, it, like it's like dark in there. Like there's tons of lighting and it's like it's gloomy. It's like it's a cloudy day. It's like old Holt Arena. Right. It's super weird. And yet they have a white ceiling and you still like it's dark in Holt Arena now. It's bright. It's awesome. You can see the ball flying through the air. Really cool. Holt Arena also when it's at full capacity is loud as hell. Kibbe Dome at full capacity is loud, but 
when you're on the field, it's not as loud. It's just their student section is right behind our bench, but it's like 10 yards <laughs> away from the sideline. Ours is like literally over the top. It is over. <laughs> so, like the, you can scream as loud as you want mm-hmm. and they'll hear you. At Idaho, you know, we're getting yelled at from the fans, but as soon as we're on the field, like, well, it's like white noise. Like we can hear it, but we don't really know what they're saying. So, <laughs> the, I mean. How loud was it at the that final kick at the Eastern Washington game? Oh, God, I couldn't hear. It was, and it was loud. And we only had like. We probably had 2,000 people. Four, no, like 4,000 people. You yeah, know. Some, some people left for sure, but it was still yeah, like when they was, when the fans that were there found out that we were going to win, <laughs> and they knew that we were going to win. Yeah, it, it was so loud. electric. It was I couldn't very function almost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was especially when they missed the kick. Oh my! <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't even know if they missed it. I had to wait for the ref. Yeah, it's hard to tell field goals and hold. Oh three. yeah, because <laughs> you're like looking, you're like, hey, oh, that's the suspense. Man. It makes it better. <laughs> where were you? It's uh, <laughs> the showmanship. Where were you during that play? You know, I was on the sideline. I was so our O line bench is like a, a circle of chairs essentially, mm-hmm. and it's right underneath uh, in that back corner. And <laughs> so when I saw that they had marched down, I was already standing up, but I was like right in front of our bench. And when he lined up to kick, and then we iced him, I was like, man. I really hope he misses this kick <laughs> because we just put in the most work to win a football that game that I've ever been a bummer if you made of. that one. And yeah, I standing right there. I was next to, uh, I think I was next to Cyrus Wallace and Hunter Hayes, and he missed it. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> we're, we're going to win this football game. You and run I, out and celebrate with the team afterwards? <laughs> no, I, I didn't do that. I, I was like shocked. I just sat there and I was like almost crying. I was like, I can't believe this is going to happen. And I look over and I see the coaches like, get back, get back. And I'm like looking half the team's like almost to their sideline. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, Let's not ruin this that we, this thing that we just did. But well, yeah, after the awesome. after the kick gets missed, it, I don't think any penalty is going to change that. I think we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the only thing it would force is like if we get some unsportsmanlike conduct issues and then like, we get backed oh, up yeah, yeah. and we have to take a knee. It's like, ooh, that might be not great. But yeah, I mean, it worked out and I don't think the refs would have called anything. I don't I don't know that the refs thought <laughs> that they were going to miss the kick. So they were like, oh my gosh. Yeah, the refs were scrambling <laughs> just as much. you guys didn't start jumping over the, the rails and oh, stuff. Oh, I mean, I was pretty close to him. It was, was crazy. I sprinted down the whole sideline. After that, that is awesome. Yeah, it was a great game. It was a great game. So there are definitely some great moments uh, this season for ISU football. Um, capped off on maybe not such a great moment um, in the last game there. Yeah. But so we're we're looking to the future and all that all that talk about uh, NIL and transfer portal and stuff. <coughs> I think that that's kind of in flux and that'll improve as the ISU program improves. And I think everyone in this mm-hmm. room right now, all four of us, have faith in like this program getting better the next couple of years oh, yeah. with Hawkins and the players and stuff. Um, but to kind of go on our Christmas theme. Um, okay. What do we think are some things that ISU football needs for Christmas? What are what's on Cody Hawkins' oh. wish list? Oh, that's a great question. That's a good one. Cody Hawkins' wish list. Wow. Anyone's wish I, list. I'm not uh, just an ISU Benny Bengals wish list, I guess. You get Harbaugh to steal some signs for him next year or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some videotaping. Nah. Man, I I think Hawkins is always he's a guy that doesn't need a whole lot but mm-hmm. what he'll do is he'll ask the players like so he'll say hey what can we do to improve your experience and so this year the biggest thing was nutrition mm. and so we had like you know 
people paying for our dinners. Not like when we go to the restaurant and someone's like, hey, let me take care of your bill. Like they'll <laughs> cater to us and, you know, boosters and stuff. We'll take care of that and we'll have like a budget for it so that we can have that happen. We have a snack shack for like the whole athletics department. Yeah, the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Of, there it's, was some name for it. I don't remember. I have no idea. Right now it's literally just in the orthopedic center. There's like a little yeah. counter and then there's a couple people that work behind it and they'll fuel stations right like exactly yeah. but now the the all the actual one's almost done it looks really cool it's been in progress for a while now i'm sure it'll finish like tomorrow or something now that i'm gone and <laughs> so but no i mean I, I don't know what he would want i i know that he'll want that his um third child comes out healthy and yeah he hopefully has that soon so that he can have a christmas with that is they're, they're expected soon right that's yeah uh, coach thomas just had his Coach Thomas, Coach Thomas and his wife had their <laughs> had their right, first right. baby, and Coach Hawkins is expecting his third. And I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I'm trying to remember if he mentioned it on our last interview. I don't think he I, he. I, I think he seems like future quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Please, please. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that's going to wait until it. Like I would be the kind of person that would want to wait for it to. Wait for know, it to come out. Come out and be like, oh, there it is. I yeah. don't want to know what it is. Already. No gender reveals with the right. giant balloons or no. Anything. I don't okay. think he's that. Okay, but uh, we did do a gender re- reveal for Coach Thomas's kid oh, nice. earlier in the summer, and that was a blast. Nice. But now, what do you guys think ISU football or ISU in general needs for Christmas? I know um, there's always been talk about some of the facilities, mm-hmm. which I know are not the best. Right. I, I do think we have some some like solid facilities for a D1 school. Holt Arena just got upgraded. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the the weight rooms and stuff, and now we have the the fuel station. Um, I, I think maybe some like film rooms because I know yeah. Gage yeah. mentioned that uh, <laughs> when we talked on the podcast before was that we don't have a dedicated film room. Not necessarily. We use uh, LC ten, so lecture center ten mm-hmm. in the I don't know what building it is, but it's it's big and the, and it has been renovated so it fits all of us and we can watch some film in there. And we also did just get. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen, but where the cage used to be is yeah. now like an enclosed space a for new meeting room. people yeah. to watch and stuff. But like as well, we, like the O-line used that before they put on all the fancy furniture and stuff. Like we would just bring in our own chairs, but we would watch film in there. So that was nice. But yeah, I mean, no one has a designated room to themselves necessarily. Either like, you know, the receivers meet in the ortho center, the quarterbacks meet in Holt in like the quarterback room and the O-line marches to the opposite end of Holt into a... <laughs> concrete box where it's super cold in the winter and super warm in the summer. Perfect. Yeah, it's it's blast. But no, I think a, a couple you know, film centers would be really cool. That just takes more money. Yeah. I think we need a live bangle and hold I know, take high. one of the hoarder corners. I would second that. A live then, live bangle like LSU? Yeah. 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 I'm in. Well don't in we bangle, have bangle. in Idaho Falls, isn't there a a Bengal tiger in the zoo? Oh, I wow. think there is. We might have we to look just, into that. Maybe they can. Maybe we can bring steal. It down. I was gonna say we should steal awesome. it. Yeah, we, maybe we can steal. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna ask permission, but that sounds that sounds like a lot better idea, honestly. It's probably easier than to steal it from you know Mike Tyson's house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know how easy stealing a tiger is in general, but Mike Tyson would definitely add another layer to this. Yeah. Like in the mascot uniform and. I don't know how Bradley Cooper and those movie. guys pulled that off. To be honest yeah. with you. I, you know. They didn't say in the movie no. either, so I don't know how that happened. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have to we'll have to look into that for 
Well, I think we can pull a Christmas miracle. I think it'd be electric if you you know you run down. It's there's a tiger run out in front of everybody. You got it on like a a chain leash. We take just one of the hoarder corners, you know, connect it to like an outside enclosure. Mm. Comes in during the games and growls at players trying to kick field goals. That'd be so extra points. That'd be crazy. (laughs) I mean, you know, you see like the distraction gopher that like. Minnesota uses. What about a live tiger <laughs> to distract kickers? That's what I'm saying. We just let it on the field. Yeah. <laughs> we we train it to Idaho State players' scent so it doesn't attack them. <laughs> and it only attacks unknown individuals. We would have the greatest environment in the country. Be a, just, it would be really loud in there. We're a lot just of people one screaming. live tiger away from being national champs is what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that'd be so fun. We gotta talk to Pauline or someone about. I'm sure love. Pauline would be game. She'd she, be in. She's very <coughs> student oriented for their experience. She <laughs> is. Time to set up a, another meeting. Probably have to <laughs> fill out some paperwork or whatever. Some red tape around the yeah. live tiger. <laughs> red tape, schmet tape, bro. <laughs> exactly. Or the like the Tiger King, or whatever it's called. It's my service animal. Yeah, we could bring in Joe Exotic. He's probably got a ton of stuff. You know, yeah, he's not. We'll just we'll have to get him out of jail first. Yeah, so again, yeah, a little bit of seed money to start with, but there's there's no way. there's all the nil nil deals <laughs> gone. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Let's say see a two dollar bill. I think that'll change your mind. A one two dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> so right now with uh, with football season over, we're in winter time, uh, and we're we're in we've just started up basketball. Yeah. And so we've got men's and women's going on, and both are looking pretty pretty okay so far. Mm-hmm. Um, are you how how much do you see other sports? I know there's always been an effort by the yeah. athletics to to make it to other athletics games and support each other. I mean, I love our sports. Like, mm-hmm. I love supporting them and stuff. Like I've gone to a couple soccer games this year. Obviously, I met my girlfriend three years ago. You know, because she played soccer, and so it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, you got to support the sports. But, you know, men's sports, I got a couple buddies on that team. Braden Parker, for one, you know. Oh, yeah. he's a beast. He, he could oh, probably yeah. play lineman if he wanted. Yeah, I think yeah. we tried to initially. But he's looking good, too. Yeah, he's, he's lost some weight or something. Mm-hmm. He's looking yoked. Yeah, he's been taking the weight seriously, for yeah. sure. And then women's basketball, a couple of uh, buddies from the team, they have girlfriends on that mm-hmm. team, so we get to go all support them and stuff. And I haven't been to... I didn't go to a volleyball game this year. I'd gone in prior years. I want to go to a tennis match. Oh, yeah. I played tennis in high school, so I want to just see how much worse I was than they oh, are. <laughs> really? You played tennis in high school? Oh, yeah. Looking for, for more NCAA eligibility? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be a lot easier on my body for sure, but I'd have to lose a lot of weight. <laughs> Got to get a little more. Yeah, little my quickness needs to get up. Yeah, yeah. That's that goes back to that tight end running routes. Oh yeah, type of work. It's there. probably in me somewhere, just very very deep behind a lot of fat. That <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's underneath there. It's in there. I swear. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think all the all the sports are because like because like Pocatello, there's not we don't have like an NFL team around or anything right. like that. But like having ISU and having ISU sports has been great for the community, mm-hmm. and they're like fun to go watch. Like when, oh, yeah. obviously everyone. Likes watching sports when the team's doing well. Right. Um, and so, like, men's basketball, women's basketball is always fun to go to. And the volleyball games, I I, I think last year was the first game I went to as a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had worked for a couple of them before that. But, like, they're fun to go to. Oh, there. yeah. Lord. And volleyball is crazy because it's... It's fun. It's tense, too. I love oh, it. Yeah. It's so much fun to watch 
volleyball. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like you go in, you're like, oh, it's just something to do on a Thursday night. Yeah, and then you go in and you're screaming all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. It's all you know. It's a good time when you leave any room and your voice is gone. Oh, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I must have had a lot of fun. I know, except when they emote on you. Yeah, that was <laughs> funny. We were we were smack talking the bench the whole game against Montana and volleyball. Yeah, yeah, we were smack talking the bench. We're like, <laughs> stay warm. They might need you. Type oh of my stuff. gosh. We lose, and then she does the yeah. you know the take the L dance from Fortnite. She does yeah. a Fortnite. She does a Fortnite as she's leaving the, the, no the place. Way. She does a Fortnite dance. Is that when you like put the L on top of your head? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I'm just I'm just walking <laughs> past the bench, walking out, and she looks at me and just goes, does a little Fortnite yeah. dance. Puts her, puts her hands right there, does a little jig, and then walks out. It was embarrassing. That's that's yeah. a crazy L to take, frankly. Oh, big L. <laughs> yeah, but who's the real loser there? You know, like you guys got to have fun and there's no repercussions if you lose you know <laughs> she just did a weird thing on probably television stuff <laughs> no, the, uh, for sure but it didn't it felt bad at the or time or the other, oh, the other volleyball game plus the coach didn't appreciate our the coach getting mad at us on the bench yeah. that was a good time oh Montana's too. coach got mad or Weber State it was Weber State's coach we like to be rowdy whenever they go was this there. last year's Weber State basketball game or it was it was it was this year's volleyball. volleyball game oh okay because I remember last year's Weber basketball game against the men's in Holt was awesome or not Holt uh, Reed was awesome like we almost won and then I know that the student section was talking a ton of crap oh yeah their bench. like dudes were like literally like getting up and like pointing at us and like leaving their bench I was like oh they must be doing a great job yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's fun when you can do that you, you find the spot that it hurts just a little well, you're bit you're supposed to like, it's yeah, part yeah. of sports yeah I think that's, that's always interesting about sports and you talk about talking trash from student sections and yeah. football too it's like because you you expect that from a student section, right? And I think that's kind of a new thing at ISU. So like, mm-hmm. well, maybe the old timers aren't quite used to seeing like the students yell at, right. at athletes in games. But I, I think there is kind of this this sort of understanding that like a student section, almost like a mascot, can can do whatever it wants. Oh yeah, <laughs> it should be. It's not like when you go to an NFL game, there's like a or an NBA game. And there's like a 55 year old man <laughs> yelling at a rookie. Like that's a little different that's, than that's like not the same. a 19 year old girl. Just screaming at, at a 19-year-old guy. guy. <laughs> throwing, it's like, you suck. And then he looks up and he's like, that was a kid. Like, <laughs> man, do I actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's also the interesting thing about that is that people say, oh, it's just sports. You shouldn't take it too seriously. On the flip side, it's like, it's just sports. Don't take, like, the trash talking and no, stuff yeah. too seriously. You, yeah, part there of was, it is just learning to tune it out. There was, um, there was the UC Davis game where the – Student section was uh, throwing jabs at a uh, one dude. Oh yeah, what was his uh, name? Marquise. Marquise Alexander. Yeah, for yeah. UC Davis. And he, he after the game he comes, comes up. up he's afterwards. like, "How the hell did you know my name?" <laughs> he comes up afterwards <laughs> and he high fives the, the student section. Oh, yeah. he's like, That's yeah. another thing about Holt. Like when they're right there lined up, you oh. can yell at them and they can hear you. I mean, at the oh, Weber yeah. State game, we would always pick one. I was, uh, you know, I was picking on a guy. Uh, during their last like kickoff, mm-hmm. and he completely missed the huddle. Like he he didn't run back. He was just sitting there like talking back. You yeah. know what, what was the game? Oh, it was against Northern Iowa, and <laughs> we were down bad. It was bad. It was it was at the point in the fourth quarter where it was just not good. Yeah, that was a rough one. And then <laughs> no, and then you guys what, 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 it was like the thirty yard line. Fredrickson lines up on the left side, uh-huh. and like this one cornerback. Has a shy stone oh my the gosh. whole time. And yeah. he gets, you know how he like gets mossed by mm-hmm. Fredrickson? Yeah, we're like, you're about to get dusted, bro. This is awful. <laughs> and then he like looks at us, smiles. We were in his head. 
We're, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're in his head. Rimfree, Rimfree. We had a couple fun trick plays too that were like designed to see if the defense was like paying attention to us or if they were paying attention to outside factors. So like one of them was like it was like a fake clap almost, mm-hmm. and like oh, it wasn't a fake. Like, like a hard snap or so. Like what we'll do is like we'll if it's a hard cadence. The offensive lineman will, like the center, will look over and see if anyone crosses the plane, mm-hmm. and he'll snap the ball. So this time, he we said, "Don't snap it. We'll see how they react, and if they all look to their sideline, we'll just send it." <laughs> and so, yeah, we did that, and we had the opportunity. It was just a, a bad communication, but yeah, like all of their DBs like looked over to their sideline, and then we were going, and they're like, "Oh shoot! <laughs> like, oh no! So, that sucks." That's great. Got him looking. Oh, yeah. Head on a swivel, exactly. buddy. You got to be ready. Ready to go at any time. Yeah, dude. Oh, man, talking smack, sideline, so much fun. I just, so hard to do it, though, sometimes when the student section is just. Yeah. Being, like, you got to have enough people there to where it makes you feel comfortable to be able to do it. Yeah, if you're oh, the yeah. only guy shouting shouting stuff to the other team, it's yeah. a little awkward. Yeah. And, and so that goes kind of goes back to what I was talking about with student section talking to Mac being kind of new to ISU, but also when, when like, teams are good, when, when you're winning, when we have good seasons and stuff, people will show up, and the right. environment will be good no matter what, basically. So uh, I think it is just a matter of, of some of these sports, football, just improving, getting better. And we saw mm-hmm. that this year. I think uh, average attendance was, like, 7,000-something for ISU at home. Oh, yeah. Which was big jump from, oh, from where huge. it was. That's and so cool. We only had three wins this year, so that was that was a big jump. But it was a lot more entertaining to watch. It was. That's it the best part. Was. We gotta somehow get them on their feet for the whole game. Yeah, but, exactly. Get everyone standing up and yelling. Uh, that's just, that's the hard part. It's trying to get those people on their feet. Yeah. <laughs> student section was good this year. Student section was awesome. I wish that you guys were on the other side. I yeah, do too. In yeah. hope. That's I don't know. It used to, it used it to, used to be. To be. I don't know what the decision behind that was. I I know part of it is like. Filming and, mm-hmm. and getting signals and stuff like that. Well, so, so I don't know. Didn't, I know. Didn't, didn't the waste didn't the waste sideline used to be where it, you guys are now? Yeah, and so we used to have because I always remember my <coughs> dad would get the same tickets every year. Like yeah. I, for the six years that he came here, my whole family was in the same seats, <laughs> which I thought was cool, and they were always like right above me because that's where our home sideline was. And then you guys were by their wayside, and you guys could talk as much crap as you wanted. Yeah. And then in the spring season, we played Idaho, and Fenn decided that he didn't want him to steal our signs, so we flipped <laughs> to the other side, and I was like, I don't know how this is going to change anything. Like, I think it'll work. And we won, but, like, it was <laughs> – and he's like, well, since we won, we got to stay over here. <laughs> you know and what you should do? You should talk – I mean – Talk to August, see if you can get it flipped back over. It would be so much cooler to be over oh, the, yeah. the away team's sideline. Yeah, something I found out was that there's nothing like 19-year-old college girls love more than yelling at the other team. Oh, yeah. some of the most heinous things I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, they're pretty awful, and I <laughs> yeah. love it. I figured that out at the U of I game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. They were horrible. Nasty and inebriated. We're on the field. And, yeah, Franklin uh, and Brendan here were, were with you guys on the sidelines <laughs> yeah. up in Moscow. I think I— I saw you for sure. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. sitting there. So they were right there with you, taking, Enjoy, taking yeah. whatever. Enjoying abuse from behind me somehow. <laughs> They're like, what even is a bangle? I'm like, what's what a you, vandalizer? What do you, what do you mean, mean what's a bangle? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's vandal culture, though. When you, 
you see a guy, he's bald, all wrinkled up, you know, probably 60 <laughs> years old yelling at you. Dude, yeah. I mean, that, just because right. you're wearing an ISU shirt, nothing feels... <laughs> right. Dude, some, you know? like, 50-year-old dude, drunk dude, yelling at me from, like, the middle of the stands, see him standing up. Like, you're the only person talking right now. What is going on? The Vandal fans are listening to this right now, and they're like, hell yeah, man. This is <laughs> Well, I just loved on, on Twitter, because whether it's you or whoever comments, like, from the jungle or so on and talks crap that whole week oh i just loved that like the people that were responding weren't like students they were they were like 50 year old like one of the dudes like oh yeah oh yeah i don't remember what his name was but he's like oh yeah you guys are just upset because your dome isn't as awesome and and i'm like dude you're like 50 why are you on twitter (laughs) you have have kids dude (laughs) it's grandkids twitter's an old person platform now i think instagram is where like the college kids are and TikTok. I think Twitter's now for the for the older crowd. Dude, yeah. Also, it's getting. That's I why mean, Mike Davis is on it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still getting heated at. I mean, I was about Dude. to post something last last night get, at like 2 a.m. I still get the comments and stuff. Yeah. I was responding to on Instagram and Twitter. I still get notifications from. U of I fans responding to me about it. Oh and my then, gosh! Like 6321. It's like. What uh, really gets me is that because like U of I fans, they're they're they got attitude, they got spunk. Oh, they they're great. They they got a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. But what gets me is like the the Weber State student section. <laughs> they were MIA since like last <laughs> May or something. Oh like yeah, that. they hadn't been active on Twitter in months. And then the second we lose to them, suddenly they pop yep. up talking smack. Exactly. And then I haven't heard from them since. You don't get to do that. You have to be consistent the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You can talk smack after a win, but where are you right. leading up to the game? Come yeah. on. Right. Dude, the, also, the U of I people up there were so mad. <laughs> like, every student had seen the online smack talk. Every single one. <laughs> Without yeah. exception. They were, like, talking all that smack online. Hear that along the whole sideline. Every single student I, had seen yeah. the all it's, all it's going to take is another Idaho State win or two, and this is going to be like the Brawl of the Wild, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, it should be. Well, it, it'll be mad. a big deal. I remember as soon as they took that lead, that halftime. Mm. Halftime was rough. My phone for sure was blowing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a lot of comments. I had a lot of comments. no service. <laughs> we had a Airplane banquet on mode. Sunday following the game. Ooh. And... I mean, it was just like a, it was like a Thanksgiving thing, so that everyone could be together one more time. Yeah, and then yeah for sure. When they go home and stuff, but I was sitting at a table with my friends, and then I saw an Instagram notification that someone had commented on a post I made like two months ago, <laughs> and it was it was the one that I, I think against Eastern where I said we won, and then in parentheses again. <laughs> oh no! And then some U of I go guy said something, and I was like, you know what? I'm not playing anymore. I can say whatever I want. Oh, no. So I DM'd him and I said, hey, if you'd ever like to chat, we can meet in person. Oh, no. And then, like, it was like a, you can no longer send messages to this oh, person. I'm yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, like I'm not going to beat him up. I just want to, let's just have a civilized conversation down, about. grab a coffee, and then X's and O's. Talk about the game. Right. Talk about why Idaho State's dome is so much better. Right. <laughs> I can go on and on about that. Oh, dude, Franklin. I, yeah. Franklin is heated. The Kibbe Dome? Awful. Cigarette stains on the walls. Like, that's what it looks like. It looks, you know, ugly. It looks like Chernobyl pulling into Moscow, right. you know. I'm amazed that they used to play outside before. Well, just because, like, Idaho State built a dome and then they decided to, exactly. to build the dome. So. Like, they just wanted to be like us. Exactly. They always have. And now <laughs> like, they, they win two years in a row and all of a sudden they think they're awesome. It's weird. They probably have more three, wins at three years, Martin three Stadium and Pullman. 
<laughs> not the dome. It's it's <laughs> it's weird because when you pull into Idaho State and you like see the dome, you're like, oh, that kind of like blends in with everything that's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks like it fits, especially what's in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, with it's the snow on top. Mm-hmm. Then you go, you pull into Moscow when we were driving in from Pullman. Uh, it you could see the dome and you're like, wow, that is a big white thing sticking out of the ground. Yeah, that is not a an attractive thing to have and you see you see trees everywhere mountains and you're just like that's there it looks like it's ugly you know i wasn't planning on this to become like an idaho trash talking session but i'm glad it did oh yeah <laughs> I'm, not, I'm glad uh but getting back getting back getting back to, to the to the show uh so semester's wrapping up uh what, what do you oh, got i saw that one. Oh yeah that's uh that's one of our, our biggest fans is uh, Nick Davis. That's what I was thinking No of. relation to Mike Davis, I'm assuming. I hope but not. <laughs> huge Vandal fan. He's uh, he's one of our biggest fans of the podcast. Also one of our biggest haters. Uh-huh. So I, does he listen weekly? He does. He does. He greatly enjoyed last week's episode oh. about the Idaho game. He loved it. That's uh-huh. what, what he said. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the wonderful <laughs> feedback. Great Gosh. stuff. Um, but to get back to the theme of this episode... Uh, Mike, you're wrapping up classes this semester. Mm-hmm. We're we're all all buckling down for finals week, um, making that academic comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, forty one fourteen. And so, so uh, once once the semester's over, what are you doing for over the holidays? What what's the Davis family Christmas look like? So that's what's that's what's gonna be different this year. Is the Davis family Christmas is always up in Donley, Idaho, at our family's cabin. And Where's we'll Donley at? Uh, by McCall. Do you remember McCall? Oh, okay, yeah. And so then we'll go like skiing on Christmas Day or the day after, depending wow. on how many people live there. But this year I'm actually going to Arizona with my girlfriend. Oh, So this okay. was the first year that we split holidays. So like she came up for Thanksgiving this year and I'll go down for mm. Christmas and then next year we'll flip. That's and, the move. That's the yeah, move right there. That way we don't have to, you know, offend anybody. Like, you didn't come see us for Christmas. I'm like, well, you know, sorry. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, I'm excited. It'll be my first non... A home-and-home home series there. Right. Yeah. It'll be my first non-white Christmas in the sense that there's no snow because I'm pretty sure Queen Creek, Arizona right now is about 55 degrees outside and <laughs> dry. I don't know what the over-under on snow total is, but I'm, I'm going to hit the under there. Yeah. Point five cool. inches. There's going to be an avalanche down there. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool if I woke up. Because I'm planning on like not bringing, I'll bring like a pair of jeans and a light jacket. Like yeah. I'm not like bundling up down there. Contingency plans for avalanches though. Possible. You have one? Snow might follow you down there. I don't know. <laughs> might roll 80 miles an hour after you. You got to get in an enclosed space. <laughs> and if you're not near one, just don't stop running. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a good idea. Avalanche advice from Mike Davis. Not legally liable. No. Um, Please don't hold me accountable to that. What about what about traditionally? What growing up as a kid, uh growing up in, in Nampa, was it? Nampa. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I remember that. Growing up in Nampa, <laughs> what was the what was the Davis family Christmas like? You wake up Christmas morning. Oh, it was awesome, man. You know, like I would wake up at like six, seven in the morning and my parents would already be awake. And I would go wake up my brother and sister upstairs and be like, come on, Santa was here. <laughs> we'd run downstairs and open presents and stuff. And then after that, we'd go visit our grandparents because they'd have, like, another Christmas for us. And that was always a big one. The grandparents' Christmas. The, the grand, that was the one. Because you had the morning Christmas where you opened, like, your stockings at home. Mm-hmm. And you had, like, a couple presents maybe from, like, your aunts. And then 
your parents would buy you a couple of things and, mm-hmm. you know, Santa would have a couple of things. But then the you go over the grandparents' peak, another stocking, <laughs> all under, like, so many presents. We would mm-hmm. spend, like, four hours opening presents, just, like, going around one one by one. It was, oh, it was yeah. ridiculous. I'm just hoping I have a dome-shaped present under the tree this year. <laughs> You ever get any? I just walk outside and whole Torino's all wrapped <laughs> <laughs> wonderfully. We could probably make Cody that Hawkins happen. gifted you. I didn't like. I remember like my dad. Oh, well, my parents would always make um, presents like themed, mm-hmm. and so there were like all of us would get individual presents to like what we wanted. But then there would be one present for all of us that would like determine what you know he wants us to do as a family. So one year we all got fishing poles, mm-hmm. which I thought Water. at the time I was like kind of pissed. I'm like, it's 22 <laughs> degrees outside. The lake is frozen over and the, all the bass in the river are a little months. cold right now. But then one year we got like ukuleles and guitars and I was like, oh, so this is fun. I can use this inside. I don't have to wait till it's summer to go outside. And you can go ice fishing, with you? <laughs> we could have. That, it was a little too cold. And none of us trusted the ice. You know? <laughs> I still don't. But, yeah, I mean, Christmas with the Davises is a blast. I'm really excited for Christmases with the Ushiros. Nice. What high school did you go to? Columbia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can is always – Is that in Boise? It's, it's a 4A school. And kind of like almost – if you're coming from, like, my place, it's, like, on the way to Nampa. It's, like, outside of Nampa kind so of. So it's, it's like – yeah. So where do you where are you from? Uh, Boise. Boise, yeah. So, like, when you pass – uh, ten mile on, on Amity. Oh yeah, when you yeah when you pass Amity, like you just follow that road up and it's right there. But like you know where the Fort Idaho Center is? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So like that big cluster of all that crap that's just <laughs> exploded in the, in the last ten years, yeah. two yes. years. Like if you get off that exit and just go up, you'll be able to find it. Like yep. it's. I saw the Zach Bryan concert there this summer. Mm. Yeah, I used to work right it. across the street at that big warehouse, the Amazon one. Did you really? Yeah. How was that? Oh, I won't get into it. It's it was it was a it was a job. I was bad. Getting real personal on the podcast today. Yeah. We're getting to know each other. It's a family affair. I'm glad. I've always wanted to get to know you guys. I, 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 I listen to the podcast and then I see the student section stuff. I'm like, these guys are awesome. Yeah, Mike Mike Davis and the football players think of us as celebrities. So it's, yeah, pretty it's Maybe you'll do be able to do some Game Christmas recognizes fishing. Game. <laughs> Maybe you'll be able to do some Christmas fishing down in Arizona, though. Oh, I'm sure. There's got to be plenty of unfrozen lakes down in That's Phoenix. Exactly. I think you'll be okay. But you mentioned uh, getting guitars and uh, mm-hmm. ukuleles. I know you you talked about you one of your hobbies is plucking the guitar here and mm-hmm. there. Are you still still doing that? Once? Oh yeah, I like it's it's very calming mm-hmm. to like get home and just want to relax. After like a a 10 hour practice. Right. After a practice and a weight session and, you know, eating more than I ever should in my life ever again. (laughs) It's nice to just sit down on my couch and play a couple songs and sing for my dog to get her to go to sleep. And so that's kind of nice. Do you think we're going to see Mike Davis around the karaoke bars at Pocatello? If you guys are ever at Tough Guys when school's over, then you'll probably see me. Oh, I'll keep keep make a note of that. Yeah. (laughs) Heard good things about Tough Guys. Really? Yeah. Never even heard of it. Really? I'm not 21, so that explains a lot. Tough guys is a have you have you ever been bowling at Tough Guys? Mm-mm. Is it my, bowling? Really? Yeah, it's a bowling. So yeah, that's oh, what's funny. It's my like, girlfriend and I went to Tough Guys on our first date because yeah. we wanted to go bowling, but the bowling in the sub was closing. Mm-hmm. It was like eight or nine or whatever. Yeah, I was late because I was watching the Idaho Idaho oh, State yeah, basketball game. <laughs> but but we went there uh, to Tough Guys on our first date, 
and she like destroyed me. She like bowled eight strikes in one game or something like that. I hate when that happens. It's like they're like hustling us. I know. I swear. Was, uh, I swear. I I wanted to try to convince her. I was letting her win, but it was. Tough I wasn't guy, doing yeah. much. Tough guys is a great spot, man. It's it's got a lot of lanes and their wings are pretty good, but then they have like literally a a cutout of the building, probably a twenty by twenty square as a bar. <laughs> <laughs> And How are the bumpers on the lanes? <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of give to them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's Maybe a fun place. Next time. <laughs> I, I, what is it? Wednesday's like dollar bowl night, or is it Thursday now? I don't remember. They have cheap bowling. All I know is the Nampa lanes has like on oh. what what day was it? They, it's like Tuesday or something like that, where they it's one dollar per one dollar per round. It's insanely cheap. So like you pay for the shoes and then it's one dollar per round. So me and my friends spent like six hours in there bowling. We got there at like <laughs> eight in the morning when it opened. Yeah, that's Tough Guys has like the same thing. I just don't remember what day it is. You but, went bowling at eight AM? Yeah. Woke up, <laughs> went bowling at eight AM. <laughs> Set my alarm for seven thirty. Got, got some mad bowling well, to do. The people in Nampa, man, like some of them are pretty competitive, so they'll oh, get there early. Yeah. And they'll stay there all day. It's ridiculous. You yeah. get those bowling leagues going? Whew. That'd be a blast. Dude. Yeah, Meridian leagues. You gotta bowl a perfect game somehow. You know, <laughs> it's pretty rare. You just gotta keep on. That, that reminds me, how competitive does like the football team get with each other? Because I, I think you mentioned like going golfing at like Top mm-hmm. Golf or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys in fantasy football leagues or anything? Got... Um, I don't know if there was any fantasy leagues this what? year for the team. That's I was. Crazy. I've I've been in a couple, like with. Teams from the past and like mm-hmm. buddies from the past, but like, yeah, when we go golfing, it's fairly competitive mm-hmm. and it usually turns into who can hit it the farthest rather than who can actually score the most. Because <laughs> like one guy is always really good that no one, that everyone knows they can't compete with. So the rest of us are just like, hey, I'm gonna hit my drive about 320. <laughs> and everyone's like, please, I'm gonna hit mine like 330. And it just keeps on building. It's just the stupidest like macho thing while the other guys, Shooting a 72, the rest of us are shooting 115. Yeah, I shot like 50 over par, but I did hit the farthest ball. So I almost made one it to time. Green. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Well, that's perfect for Top Golf if you're just. Oh, Top Golf is a blast. Straight. Oh, yeah. Oh, Some yeah. of the games on there, though, are weird. Also, cheat code just hit the back wall every time yep. and you get the most points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just take like a nine iron and I get it back there every time. It's like right between the two pylons. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like. 60 points or something like that. Fascinating. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> Interesting. It's like, okay, here's a really precise, like, 130-yard shot that you have to hit in, like, a tiny hole worth two points or hit it real far <laughs> and hit the back net right. and get, like, 50 points. I don't think I'm hitting the back net anytime soon, but I'll work on that. It's I'll not as far it. as you think it is. It's, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the pins that they have set up are, like, it's set up like darts. Like, you can yeah. hit different rings, and, mm-hmm. like, the same ring, like, there's different point mm-hmm. possibilities. Like, that's stupid. I, I played, like, a—this was also, also with my girlfriend. This was my revenge for bowling. We okay. went to Top Golf in Salt Lake City, and there was, like, a, a gym-breaking game or, like, a Tetris-type mm-hmm. of game in uh, Top Golf. I hit one ball and, you know, score, like, half a million points <laughs> because it, it just, like, keeps breaking the gems on the computer screen. And they have Angry Birds now. Yeah. That'd be Angry fun. Birds is fun on golf, uh-huh. on Top Golf. Uh-huh. Recommend. Yep. Highly recommend. Tyler didn't beat me. <laughs> Tyler did not beat me. <laughs> I won you. every single one. <laughs> Top golf champ. Top golf champ. Well, what are what are your guys' plans for Christmas? What's the what's the move this uh December twenty fifth? 
Um, Probably do the same thing I do every year. Wake up, get presents for my parents, and then go over to my grandparents. <laughs> uh-huh, the grandparents are still are still. It's still gifts. there. It's it hasn't changed. Hopefully, some football games, NFL. I don't know if any bowl games are on during Christmas. I Is think there, there might games? be some. Uh, I'm pretty. I sure. think there was last year actually. Let's let's look that up because I know sometimes the. The college bowl games will be When's on the LA Bowl during Christmas. Oh, it's yeah. in two weeks. Hey, this is not a Boise State podcast. I, I just <laughs> this I, is the LA Bowl. <laughs> I'm actually a UCLA fan. I don't know how much. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see Christmas. Mike Davis is half. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The biggest oh. Boise State fan. <laughs> is that confirmed? I grew up, man. Like that was a was a big. Doesn't deal in look my house. like there's any games on the 24th <laughs> or 25th. It looks oh. like they're on the 23rd. And then on the 26th, um, so I guess they're skipping Christmas Eve and Christmas Day this year for the bowl games. I wanted so bad to go to the Idaho Potato Bowl this year. My fir- I, Every year, I want to go to the Idaho Potato Bowl. Idaho State's just not bowl eligible for <laughs> I don't. I don't think they'll ever be, being in the FCS. But, <laughs> I, me personally, as a fan, <laughs> I want to attend the Idaho Potato Bowl. But when you know it, there's always something, always something in the way. James Madison. Got the bowl bid though. Good for them. That's awesome. I'm glad that <laughs> yeah. and Jack State got into bowls. Oh yeah, that's right. Yet. They almost got scammed. Mm-hmm. That's right. So uh, and then I mean, Florida State did instead. We're on the subject anyway. This, <laughs> <laughs> since you bring it up, Mike, can we get your hot takes on how you think the playoff is is going? Oh on, man, going I've been in. arguing with my girlfriend about this for like three days. Texas, right? Hoping? Are we talking about oh, FCS sure. playoffs <laughs> or CFP? Because we can talk about both. We can talk about both. Yeah. Let's start with the CFP. The CFP, I would say, you know, obviously there's the the people of the country think that the SEC is the greatest conference in the in the world. <laughs> it just not, means more. It does. Just not this year though. The wide right. head to head matchups. Right. And the, <laughs> it's hard to put, like, it's hard to take Georgia out after they've won two in a row and they've only had one loss in like two years. But it's also not to put Alabama in because it's like, well, Alabama beat Georgia, who was the two-time defending national champion. But then it, it's a weird situation because the last time that Alabama beat Georgia in the the, um, championship. the SEC championship, yeah. they both got in, and then Georgia ended up beating them. So it's like, how, why why are they not in it again? Like, are you sure that Texas is that much better than Georgia and Florida State? And I, then to rank Washington at two, <laughs> like they're Pac-12. You don't even like no like I respect the Pac-12, <laughs> but for years the committee never has. So it's like, how can you put that one at? A two seed. And like the last time Washington was in the playoff, they got blown out by Alabama. Right. They did. But I think clearly this year, Michigan, best team, not even a question. I, I think, think yeah, awesome. I think you're right about that, definitely. I'm rooting for Texas myself. Um, but I think you're right about then, Michigan being the best team. I think really the the this just highlights that we needed the mm-hmm. expanded playoff. Because Florida right. State goes thirteen and zero, did literally everything possible to make right. the playoffs, didn't get in. Yeah. They even they had Three top 25 wins, undefeated, conference champion, power five mm-hmm. conference champion, and they still got snuffed by an eight-ranked Alabama team who beat Georgia by yeah, three. Yeah, that was, the right. craziest part was Florida State was ranked higher than Alabama. <laughs> yeah. The fact— And they dropped. The fact that Alabama got in, who lost to Texas, who lost to Oklahoma, who lost to Oklahoma State, who lost to Iowa State, to Ohio, San Diego State— Nevada, Idaho, Weaver State, Eastern Washington. Idaho State beat Eastern Washington. He had that memorized. That's amazing. I remember reading it on Instagram, and I was like, that's awesome. 
And now that you, I can't believe you memorized it. But yeah, so. <laughs> down. So does that mean I don't we'll say should have made it to the CFP. We have we a, should have snubbed. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a transitive win over the <laughs> over Alabama. Might as well just crown ourselves right now. I think we should. I think we should have uh, a parade. We should claim the national championship for sure. I think yeah. we should. I do hope that Michigan does good though. I mean, they have a there's a kid from Idaho on Michigan. Yeah, that's from right. Gooding. Mm-hmm. Michigan has gone through a lot of adversity too. So. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm kind of siding. Hot take. I'm kind of siding with uh, Harbaugh and Michigan on this one. Oh yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of that was a uh, made much more out of that than they should have. Right. So let's see if I can pull up a bracket here for the FCFs playoffs. Are you how how closely have you been? Were you watching the Southern Illinois game? Versus yes, Idaho? I did watch, I watched the whole <laughs> game. Oh my gosh, I feel bad for Ugh. the kicker. But at the same time, I'm mad at him. <laughs> well, it's like, come that, on. That's kind of funny because, like, the opposite happened last year. Because <clears throat> Idaho's the the story was that Idaho's kicker missed the kick against Southeastern yep. Louisiana last yep. year in the playoffs, and now he made it to win the game. Yeah, uh, it was a huge bummer. I, I watched the Montana game. Mm-hmm. That was Montana State one. That was. I did not watch the Montana State <laughs> game, but I heard about it. That was the one you should have been watching. Holy maybe. Yeah. cow! That was insane. I can't. I felt bad for him because, like, obviously, I'm not like fans of anybody in our conference, but I do want our conference to do well in the playoffs because yeah. then it sh- we'll get more bids in the future, mm-hmm. and we'll also show that like we are one of the best conferences. But except Idaho, exactly. <laughs> I really want. I, I, oh, but yeah, Montana I'll State. I'll reaction video of that kick. <laughs> I think I have one too. <laughs> but um, no, like Montana State has never beat North Dakota State in the playoffs, and they almost always play them in like the second round. And then finally, they have home field advantage. Yeah, they're yeah. evenly matched this year, not outmatched. And you know, the guy said it on the the announcer was like, "Special teams has been the problem all year." Blah blah. Oh it's my. like, yeah. man, yeah, the announcer's curse, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that was, was bummer. that was crazy was to lose bummer. that way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they they and, posted a video afterwards of the of the bison player that blocked the kick, and you could see the lace yeah. pattern on his arm. That's, a that's crazy. A I think you gotta get that tattooed. Point. I think so. Especially if you, you win a national get that championship, tattoo. you got to get tattooed. A blocked oh, yeah. extra point is the craziest thing. Like, that never mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Never. That was wild. Yeah. that <laughs> That's just nuts. That's why you but keep that, playing. That Montana game, that's right. It's never over. 41-14. Exactly. It, <laughs> it ain't over till the fat lady sings. So that Montana <laughs> game was crazy, too. Not so much because it was, it was like, not in doubt ever, right. but just the, the weather in that game was nuts. Because oh, yeah. um, I... Uh, before that, it was the it was clear, n- not clear, but it was it was no snow. It was a, mm. a fine day in Missoula, and then like ten minutes into the game, it's just covered it's a in snow. Blizzard. Oh, it's just crazy how that worked. Out. And <laughs> there's the... twenty seven thousand people just screaming. They've been prepped for the game yeah. all day. Like it, I'm sure that was a hard place to play yeah. that day. Uh, <laughs> Montana environment. Like one of the... is it the is it the loudest environment you've been in? College oh, by football? far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like the silent cadence was like at Utah State, it was very loud, and we used the silent cadence a little bit, but like we didn't really have to towards the end, especially when we weren't winning. But in Montana, since we were in the game, and we thought that after halftime, those people were just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to win, and they'd leave. Nope. <laughs> Their retention rate is very high. Yeah. yeah. It does take a little while because they'll leave the stadium, go tailgate, mm-hmm. and then they'll come back in later. But so. For, like, the first part of the third quarter there. The first two drives, we were fine. Like, we could go off the clap or mm-hmm. on the alpha count or whatever. But as soon as they were back in, and I think we got the ball down at, like, yeah. the 20, and they had just scored, we were, like, 
Yeah, Jordan, you're going to have to <laughs> just tell us when to snap it. Yeah, and that was – We could not. I hear. mean, that was one of his – Jordan Cook's best games at quarterback. Oh, he just played awesome. All the situational stuff going on. I remember Gage and I were at that game, and you guys were – I think it was the last touchdown you scored – uh, you were down in the red zone, getting ready to score, and the fans just started going nuts. It was the loudest the game had been. It was like a third down or something. The Montana admin pulled out their phones and started filming the crowds yeah. and stuff going crazy. Chayton James catches the touchdown and goes dead silent. That's in the there. best part. When <laughs> you can get a place like that with 25,000, 26,000 people to just shut up. It's like, man, we did something awesome. And then as soon as the game's over, it's... Right back to how it was. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was a rough one to to lose just because it was so close. So close, and it, it was, was quite close. It was a game that needed to be close though for the like the conti- continuancy of the season for guys yeah, to, like for stay sure. in it. Mm-hmm. Like it, like last year we had the, it was the same score, but it was at home. Mm-hmm. This time we play at Montana. And yeah. It's the same score, but it's like man, we're actually. Yeah, and I think it was a lot it. different than the one before that because last year. Those, it was the same score because, like, we scored in the last couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. I almost and feel so, like last year as well. It was, uh, I feel like because there was that punt, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was kind of like a, you know, we need to come back into this game because yeah. they, it was obviously a touchdown. Right. Should have been right. Yeah, but this a... this this year we're in the game yeah. the entire time. The, mm-hmm. the... This year, I just, I don't know what it was, but there was a whole there was a. Aura coming off the football team, even when you guys were down, that there's just you guys were still in it. Yeah, just I mean, mentally it was, you were in it. Yeah, our mental toughness got shaped up pretty good by Jeff Pittman in the off season. He did a pretty good job of making sure that even if we're going to get our butts kicked, we're going to have a good attitude about it. Yeah. And so that kind of just develops into we're not going to get our butts kicked today. We're going to come yeah. in and we're going to attack everything. So. Yeah, and I think that definitely showed no matter what happened. Uh, we'll we'll try to wrap up here on some of the. We'll look at the playoffs <laughs> here. I just wanted to wanted to show you. Um, that game against Del- Montana and Delaware was funny. I mean, Montana wins. Right. But uh, the Grizz Fan Podcast posted uh, a fan picture. The Delaware Blue Hens mascot ran out of the tunnel, and oh. then he was, like, out of breath. And so oh he was, like, gosh. collapsing on the sideline <laughs> afterwards, having to catch his breath. So they were walking him around. <laughs> that was, poor guy. That was funny. Um, I hope the hope the guy's okay. Great, I, great yeah. mascot work. mascot. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't like the blue hens. You can't talk trash on the. You know what it is? A good mascot though, the Great Danes. The Albany Great Danes. They are. So you have been paying attention to the to the playoff. Oh yeah, yeah. So what do we have? Uh, So right now we're in the we're in the quarterfinals, and so on the left side of the bracket we got number one seeded South Dakota State taking on Villanova. Okay. Basketball school, yeah. <laughs> so I'm liking, obviously, liking the Jackrabbits in that one. Mm-hmm. Then you got Albany taking on Idaho inside the Kibbe Dome Saturday night. Then uh, on the right side, you have South Dakota taking on North Dakota State. Uh, the weird part about that is South Dakota State is seeded and North Dakota State's not. Yeah, so South Dakota actually beat North Dakota State. Yeah. in the year, which is yeah, amazing. North Dakota State still a great program, mm-hmm. but it's like. Not at all what we're used to seeing them right. not just run through the entire yes. FCS. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, the other game in that side of the bracket is Furman at Montana. Mm. Um, and so it's hard to pick a team to root for in that one because Furman underdog and Montana big sky. So right. I don't, except I don't really hate Montana. So I don't like really Montana. The Grizz yeah. fans are yeah. always cool on Twitter. Uh, whenever we post something bad about Montana State. Goes numbers. It goes oh, yeah. crazy. They love it. Also, um, their student section, like, 
I don't really care. They're not uh, really they're not really witty at all. So <laughs> oh, I can't really. Also, it would be so <laughs> funny to watch Montana beat U of I again this year. Oh, be awesome. It would be the so hell. funny in the national championship. That would be a crazy matchup. But I, I, I feel like I, I don't think South Dakota State's losing in the, in that, in the bracket leading Especially up to head to I, I also don't think Idaho is going to beat Albany because <laughs> they're not coming off of a bye week, mm-hmm. and they kind of, kind of struggled against Southern Illinois, who's not ranked. Yeah, Idaho's know. a four seed, and Albany's a fifth seed. Yeah. Uh, they had a, a had dominant forty one thirteen win against the Richmond Spiders. Obviously, Spiders, great mascot name. Yeah. Let's be honest. That is cool. <laughs> but uh, I, I do think this, I don't know, I think I like Albany's chances better than I would have liked Southern Illinois' chances. But going to be hard to pick against Idaho, as much as I hate to say it, in, in the Kibbe Dome yeah. in Moscow. Um, it's a hard place to play. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see South Dakota State Montana in the in the championship. Uh or, I mean, like, South Dakota State and South Dakota would be crazy mm-hmm. in the championship. Last year, we had South Dakota State and North Dakota State yep. in the championship. So if we just keep seeing rivals show up in, the, awesome. in Frisco, that'd be crazy. That was a more interesting game than the actual championship last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. Not if it wasn't on a Sunday, it would have been even more hype. That, For some reason, they hey, just can't FCS football is slept hard. <laughs> it yeah, is. there's... I can't wait to see Idaho, Idaho State in the national championship. Yeah, soon. <laughs> it so, could happen. We almost had a Boise State, Idaho State national championship. Yeah. Yeah. We were very close. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, because uh, Boise State lost to Eastern Kentucky, but. Oh, oh. Mike Davis knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. In 1981, <laughs> when we won the championship. <laughs> you guys know. You guys know the history. Uh, you guys got any hot takes on this? What, we. We like in South Dakota State to, to return to the national championship. Or? I, I, yeah. I actually I think Montana could win. I, I, genuinely, yeah. Montana is crazy because they started out the season they lost to Northern Arizona. Everyone in Missoula is like, "Oh, we suck now." Yeah, they go four and one. They beat us. Beating us was really what they needed to. It was to make that, that push. That's what they. That's what <laughs> what gave them the energy. But they've they've only gotten better as the season goes on. And going into the brawl of the wild, I was like, ah, oh, Montana State's going to beat him because they smoked mm-hmm. him last year. The exact opposite thing happens, and they beat Montana oh, State man. by like thirty. Yeah, yeah, that they're was... looking. They're looking like the number one team right now. They're playing their best football right now, and it's the best best time for it. So I do see the Villanova game being a little closer, just because South Dakota State hasn't had a lot of close games, to mm. my knowledge. They and, beat Mercer forty-one-zero. <laughs> right, and so Villanova is a part of the CAA, I think, which traditionally like came from like James Madison, Elon mm-hmm. schools like that oh, have okay. always been basically a power five. It's for the FCS, yeah. It's like them, the Missouri Valley, and the Big, Big Sky are like the SACF. Or ACC and then Big Ten or whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, I Villanova in the past has won some championships, I think, and they've been really tough. And I think this year they're actually really good. So I I hope it's a competitive game. I don't want to turn on the TV and it's twenty eight to zero like the second quarter. Like I'm just saying, I hope Villanova wins. Yeah, I, I really I would like to see South Dakota State lose. I, you want to see the Dakotas like out that. of the championship? Yeah. I <laughs> don't like that. Just in case Idaho doesn't win against you, <laughs> right? Yeah, so. I want you want to see South Dakota State just. I just want the yeah. hardest possible schedule for Idaho. That is That's all the I'm weird doing. part is that I, I feel like Montana State ended up being like. I don't want to say overrated because I feel like they earned where they yeah, were at, they, but they were like not. They didn't. 
they didn't play up to who they are. I don't think because they, they finish. Super they strong. lost to Idaho and then they lose like that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the the quarterback situation was interesting. I think they got Tommy Mellett back or whatever, mm-hmm. and they kind of did the thing that we did with Jordan and Hunter. They kind of alternated a series and who would start and stuff like that. And I imagine the team didn't care. Um, I think uh, what was the first string guy's name for forever. I think he did a great job. Chambers, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sean he, Chambers. He was doing a great job. And so I it's hard when someone's on a roll to just say, Okay, the new the other guy's back, let's throw him back into it. And yeah, exactly. Is that what they did? Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's a it's just college football and it was up to the coach's discretion and they still I mean they still won a couple games. Reminds me of a team. <laughs> <laughs> One that fired their head coach recently. We uh we not a Boise State podcast. I didn't say <laughs> that. I didn't even mention that. Uh, what did I just say? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I think it's on like Nebraska or something. I yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope they didn't fire their coach. He's a good guy. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what what we've learned this off season though is that the FCS playoff is superior to the FBS currently in its current state. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, the FCS has always been, you know, better. Uh, it used to be 12 team. Now it's 24, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And p- teams get a lot of chances, you know. Unfortunately, we usually see North Dakota in there, but like, you know, Austin P going to the playoffs, yep. that's something you don't see in the FBS. Yeah, the weird part is the argument for not expanding the college football playoff was always, well, you get like an eight seed against a one seed, and the one seed's going to like destroy them every yeah. time. Yeah, but And I always said, well, you know, FCS has a better playoff because it's expanded, but also North Dakota won every year for like a decade. Yeah. So that didn't really <laughs> help the case. But <laughs> it's also more fun to watch. And then the I think the issue with that argument is in the short term, yes, it would be like, It'd be blowouts mm-hmm. consistently, but in the long term, it would allow those smaller teams to get more national exposure, mm-hmm. making like players more willing to go to yeah. those schools. And we just saw an eight seed beat a one seed in Alabama and Georgia. Granted, it was Alabama, but right. yeah. still was the eight seed. So also, uh, yeah, I, I, it's more football, and I don't yeah. understand how you can right. be against that. It's a long road. I I can't imagine being just not seated and not have a buy that first round, and then playing what is it four games to yeah. get to the championship? Like that's just brutal but it is better because it gets more people in there and i think the 12 team playoff next year will be awesome because then all those florida state fans will have their opportunity to have their team back in there and i think the guys that were upset about florida state this year should just watch the fcs playoff that's what uh reddit fcs on twitter was saying is like hey you want to see it uh a conference or a, a subdivision with regional rivalries, uh, <laughs> solid conferences, and an expanded playoff. Oh, yeah. Tune into FCS. And I, I think I, I say this a lot, and I get and uh, some people disagree, but I think there is there's a lot more spirit and like genuine passion for, from some of these FBS schools than there is like if you're going to Alabama, you're like that's you're yeah, like you're, going you're that's like a brand there, almost. You're only going there really because you're like. My chances of going to the NFL are extremely high. I mean, from like a student fan base perspective, like I feel like those fan bases behind like North Dakota State or Montana, it's a lot more genuine and and spirited than like a fan base for like a a big, big money school, big name school. I have a lot of friends that uh, went to Texas A&M. Could not name a single player. (laughs) I probably could name half the roster on my Texas A&M is now the largest school in the country, too. 
Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Over, overtook oh, UCF. Yeah, that's right. Overtook that's right. UCF. And hey, I'm saying, I, I said this last week, but I've never seen Jimbo Fisher play a student faculty flag football game. Nope. That's probably why he fired them. That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's how you get a, get in. Well, is there anything else we want to cover football wise, Christmas wise, bowling wise that we want to talk the about? Santa's not real. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Seriously? It's got to take that out. Sounds like someone hasn't. Hasn't been good. Santa hasn't been visiting them. I mean, Santa keeps for a giving while. me cold. Are you a Santa denier, Brendan? Cold. I don't. What understand. is wrong with you? <laughs> He's clearly not real. I still get Christmas presents from someone named Santa, so I hope he's still real. Unless my parents Maybe have been lying to me. No, that wouldn't make sense. Cody Hawkins would come to my house at <laughs> three a.m. <laughs> Do you think Santa would play quarterback? Um, I feel like he'd be a center. You think so? Oh, line coach. O line yeah. coach or a, or a center. He just yeah. he seems like he's got some Santa, magical things that he can do. And I'm he's smart. Santa you was, put the elves in the slot. Santa was a Santa was a very passionate man about what he believed in. He argued with a lot of people about it. So I would say he he definitely he definitely is a quarterback. You know <laughs> what did he believe in? Who do you think Santa is? I'd like to, I'd like to hear this. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it. Oh. I'm liking no, I'm liking Santa QB. I just feel like he's, he's charge everything. Yeah, he's just a logistics like, guy. Workshop. I definitely could be he, a good. He's coach. in charge of the workshop. Exactly. That's valid. Elves out at wide receiver. You put him in the slot. They're small. Maybe a running back. Mm-hmm. Who? How are you going to tackle that? Uh, the, what about like sure. Santa's strafe speed? Because he's always on that assembly line. You know, he can go for some blocks. Yeah, I mean, I think he would just be an athlete. Like, you could put Santa wherever you want. Just, just a dog. Get him in space, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking the reindeer. Place. You you have Rudolph back there returning punts? Oh, yeah. Who's catching him? <laughs> Come on. I mean, granted, he does have, like, a... He can't just fly he has over like a the bright line. Signal right, line. Yeah. So, like, when you have those plays where you have, like, the players in green uniforms crouched down on the on the turf so you can't see them. Yeah, no, you can see Rudolph. You're going to see sure. Rudolph. No yeah. globe of death happening with Rudolph. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but on that, on, on that note, if you have him out at a wide receiver... Quarterback has an eye on him. Oh, yeah. how's, he, how's he? How's he going to catch? We airbutt him. <laughs> <laughs> if airbutt can do it, why well, can't Rudolph? I've always said, if I if I just became stupid rich one day and had nothing else to do, no jobs, would I would just spend my entire day airbutting a, a golden retriever. <laughs> I'd have him out there An running. Entire routes. league. Of <laughs> I'd make a awesome. team of Airbuds, and I'd put them in a community league. You just have such a happy life, just surrounded by golden retrievers all day, yeah, playing just fetch. throwing ball. Oh my gosh, isn't that the dream? That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what does a tooth fairy play? Tooth fairies unrelated. Tooth fairies oh, on a no. different team. Oh, they're on a different team. Yeah, this is a Christmas team. This is an all Christmas lineup right now. I don't know. I'm just thinking of that one that one movie with all the with, with Dwayne Johnson. No, no, no. Has it, uh, no, not the tooth. <laughs> no, not that one. The one he would be playing what, like O line, D tackle, Dwayne Johnson, defensive end. He'd, He'd probably be a D end. Yeah, yeah I think so. D end. Yeah. yeah, no, not that one. I'm talking about the one where it's like it has Jack Frost, Santa, oh, the third Santa Claus. No, no, no. You're no. talking the it's the an animated, animated one. yeah. The, I don't oh. remember the Guardians. Something oh like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all on a team there. Yeah. Well, I like Jack Frost. Uh, I think he'd make a a good corner. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, freeze the ball midair. <laughs> exactly. Think about that. Think about the celebration that no fly zone. Yeah, absolutely really not. not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Creates a wall of frost to block the ball. 
insane. Be crazy. Throw also, it, throw down a patch of ice. Receiver slips. I didn't touch him. Santa freezes time. <laughs> he does. How else does he get around the world? All night. Point. Brendan, your your interpretation of Santa Claus is wildly different from anyone I've ever heard. I don't. We'll talk about well, this later. I, I'm curious. <laughs> how else would he get around the world in one night? Christmas magic, baby. I have that, Santa and Claus and that's freezing stays time. in your ceiling and. That's <laughs> what my parents told me. You know, he's up in the ceiling. He can see through. Also, oh, can what I just kind of Christmas is this you guys? <laughs> can I, just say? I, I never could act up with. Santa can I? Can I just outside. say this? Elf on the shelf, torture for kids. Yeah, evil for kids. Evil. That's a it's that's evil. a psychop by the NSA to get them used to being surveillance. <laughs> yeah, it's surveillance. evil. You just lied to your future children and my dog. She's a elf on the shelf in front of them, bro. It's gonna be. <laughs> Well, I think on on <laughs> Elf on the Shelf being torture for children, we'll we'll call it this. Uh, so Santa's not real. Have a good night. No, yes, he is. You can't be saying that. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas and go Bengals. Dude, there's children on this, bro. Like, you gotta repeat the go Bengal back. Go go Bengals. Go Bengals. Bangle, go Bengals. Bangle. 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 <laughs> Ask your parents where babies come from. TV, V's down. <laughs>